Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relations to finance, from careers to community. Today, we are in for a treat. We have Jurgen all the way from Belgium, and you are going to love his expertise on strengths and on building businesses and on having positive psychology applied in your life. We are in for a treat with our international guests. So hang on in there. We're going to have a moment for our sponsors. We're so grateful for our sponsors. They make it possible for you to listen to this podcast for free every single week. So hang in there and we're going to introduce you to Jürgen. Have you ever felt scared swiping your card at a cash register, not knowing if it would be declined or maxed out on your credit limit? Believe me, I've been there holding my breath, waiting to check out. Thankfully, all of that fear melted away and turned into confidence when I took a financial literacy course. The PowerPay Money Master course has changed my experience at the cash register from fearful to fearless. The online course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. USU Extension is offering a free Money Master course to all Full Confidence Ahead listeners. Go to extensioncourses.usu.com edu slash Powell and add the Money Master course to your cart. The link will give you the $40 course for free. You can also get the course discount by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the Money Master course under the finance category. Use the code KDN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N with no spaces at checkout to claim your $40 discount and free course. As a podcaster and a one-woman show, it takes a lot of time to record, edit, and produce my episode. There is no way I could run my podcast on my own if I didn't have Podflow. Podflow is an AI-based podcasting tool that enhances audio recordings, writes show notes, and makes audio timestamps all within literally minutes. It's given me the power to be a one-woman show by giving me back my time. If you have your own podcast or are considering making your own, head over to podflow.ai to create your account. Podflow will give you a free trial to get just a taste of their product. And when you're ready to purchase their product, it's affordable and purchased by the month. So you can go month by month with your podcasting process. Get ready to podcast like me and get your Podflow account at podflow.ai. Okay, Jürgen, we are so excited to have you on. So Jürgen, you are quite educated, like very, very educated. I am extremely impressed. You have multiple degrees. You have multiple coaching. My favorite ones is, so you were, you went to MIT for a moment there doing digital strategies for business, right? Yes. Hi, Katie. And it's a pleasure to be here. So, yeah, I've, I've been, you know, going some multiple roads in, in my career and in my life. And yeah, so MIT and the, you know, the strategic or the strategies for digital business was one of those indeed. Oh, it's just incredible to see the dip. And then you've been to multiple universities in Europe. And currently right now, you're at the University of East London studying your applied uh, master's of applied positive psychology and coaching psychology. Yeah, you got that exactly right. Started at like a, a term ago, and uh, you know we're you know halfway through. So it's uh, you know it's it's fascinating. It's really uh, it's very exciting because you know I've, I've been looking to understand the the underpinning and the empirical things of you know 
I would say, commonplace knowledge. And, uh, you know, that is exactly what this program is giving to me. So I heard about positive psychology, you know, one on and off, but I really wanted to understand the gist of it. And so that's why I decided to, uh, to take this program. It's amazing. And you're also coaching in a couple of different areas. You're a certified Clifton Strengths coach, and you also do neuro-linguistic programming, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, the, the Gallup Strengths Finder and, you know, the Strengths Coaching is something which is dear to my heart and, you know, which basically comes back in positive psychology as well. So it also, it all, you know, fits together. And then, yeah, the NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is, you know, created originally back with uh, two gentlemen, you know, Richard Brandler and uh, Robert Grindler. You know, I've, I've been a practitioner for NLP for, you know, many years now because it's um, it's a wonderful tool to get to grasp with communication and so understanding how, you know, communication works. And so that has been a, a great asset, you know, both in my personal as well as in my professional life. I completely agree and hope to be like you one day. I've used NLP in in my personal and professional life as well. And wow, it is a powerful tool. And we're so grateful you're here with us sharing your expertise. Jürgen, I want you to start off kind of, how did you find your pathway you, you've taken some twists and turns with your career, but how did you find what you were passionate about and what you what you are good at? Yeah, well, Katie, that's an interesting an interesting question. Okay, and th- there is a short and there is a long answer to that. I'm I'm gonna you know fit somewhere in between. So when you look at me and what I've done in, in my career, it was basically I mean I, I always say it was three light motifs. Okay, I'm an engineer. It gives me my process thinking, you know, prior days we would have said, you know, right brain thinking, but, you know, it's the process thinking that we have. And then on the other hand, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for the biggest part of my professional career. So I started businesses, created companies, built teams, you know, did an MBO of of a company. So, you know, that is the second part. And then the third part, which is rather odd, okay, when you look at it for the engineer, I spent the biggest part of my professional life in sales, okay? Hmm. And then when, when you say sales, woo, a lot of people like cringe and say, wow, Jürgen, you know, being an engineer, why did you go in sales? You know, you can't imagine my mom's face, okay, when I told her, you know, I'm going to go in I'm going to go in sales. I mean, Jürgen, did you spend so many years in studying, you know, for a real degree that, you know, you wanted to do sales? And basically, the number one thing that really attracted me to that is, is the communication aspect, okay? So basically, that has, you know, brought it all together for me. It's, you know, it's the process thinking on one hand, you know, which I really love. It's also, you know, the scientific approach to things, which I really love. But that is also the human-to-human connection, Okay. And if it's, you know, one lesson that I learned from sales really is that whatever happens, it's always people buying from people, mm-hmm. okay? It, it's not from a product. It's not from a website. It's not from a brochure. It's not from whatever you can think of. It is always that human connection, that human touch that makes the difference. So even when you have like, you know, the same products, okay, and, you know, you need to go and sell them in a very competitive marketplace, the number one differentiator that you will have is how you as a person communicate to the other, you know, to the other person, to the potential buyer. And so, yeah, that for me really, you know, nailed it down. So how did I find my way? Hmm. Um, I would say through experimenting. But also through being very, you know, I'm going to use like very, you know, hip word for today, okay, or in this time and age, just a very agile, okay? 
and then we'll talk a little bit more about strengths, you know, in, in, in just a bit. And, uh, you know, being agile, thinking possibilities, thinking opportunities, but also with me that drive to, quote unquote, to take on challenges. You know, that is, you know, something that, you know, helped me to discover what I was really good at and, and where I flourish and where, you know, where I get my passion. That is so fascinating. You have such this beautiful kind of like a triangle of of different areas and different strengths that you have with analytical thinking and communication. I just had a question when you were talking about that and how you said you had this engineering and you went into sales. When you had pushback from either family or friends saying, Jürgen, what are you doing? What are you doing in sales? How did you overcome that? Yeah, that's a very good one. And actually, that, that brings me to, you know, a, a subject that, you know, is very dear to me because it's always, quote unquote, easy to find the path of least resistance, not stick out. Mm-hmm. But what I really found out is that, you know, it's actually opposition that, you know, that gives you that drive and that, you know, mm-hmm. for me, allows me, okay, to provide arguments against and to really see, you know, to to build up my train of thoughts and uh and, and really get to a point where I say that's what I really want to drive, you know, for. So, um, yeah, so it's not always the easiest thing to do, but that has actually also helped me in becoming, you know, more confident in, in the things, you know, in life. It's, so it's not by going, going with the flow is fine, but also, you know, adversity can help you in making sure, you know, you really pin, you know, pin down, you know, your quote unquote, your opinions on things. So, I would say getting opposition in sales or in people talking about sales, I mean, one, you know, gives energy because that is basically where, quote unquote, like the yujitsu comes in. You know, that is where you can use, quote unquote, the energy out of the conversation, you know, to really turn it around. It's not going against it, but it's like creating the momentum and using that that momentum. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. That's so fascinating. So you're viewing opposition as a positive thing here, as something that's kind of certifying that you want to do this, correct? Yes, I, I see opposition more as a, as opposed to an enemy, okay? Mm-hmm. Because opposition, you know, really will help you firm your thoughts, you know, and, and think it through from all angles. And, you know, when someone, quote unquote, you know, provides opposition, I, I see it like as a gift, because that, you know, really shows me the different angles and, you know, have my brain around that and see how to respond to that. That is fascinating to me and gives me a lot more confidence and hope as, as I find co- opposition in my career, instead of being scared about it, to say this is a gift to make sure that this is really what I want to do. That is so fascinating. And I have to know too, with all that, so I kind of want to transition into Clifton Strengths, but it makes me wonder, are you a person who's a strong communicator? Is that one of your strengths? Because clearly with cells, that that human-to-human connection, help us define a little bit what what are these strengths? And and I want to know, is I, I'm assuming communication is one of your strengths. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. So, all right. So before talking about strengths and what my strengths are, okay. So what what is a strength? Because that is where, you know, there's a a lot of different interpretation and, you know, different people have different views and, and, you know, how to deal with that. And what do you do then with things that are not your strengths? I mean, there's, there's a whole, you know, conversation around that. 
when I first started, you know, thinking about strengths and talents and, you know, I was actually together with a, with a colleague of mine. We developed a program called Drive Your Talents. Okay. And, and it really is about understanding the self, understanding the things you're good at, because, you know, if you can work at things you're passionate about, if you can do the things you love to do and you're good at, I mean, that really helps you a lot, okay? And so that is the first thing. So then when you look at, you know, Clifton, and, you know, I came, bumped into Clifton many years ago by reading the book, you know, there they define, you know, strengths as being talents, which is one thing, but also the investment around it. So it's something that you need to nurture. So it's a little bit of the, the nature and the nurture thing, okay? So you got the nature part, which is like the talent thing, and then you got the nurture part, which is like, you know, they call it the investment or the development, you know, of those talents. And that together gives you a strength, okay? So just to get that out of the way. And then, you know, when I grew up and, and in the area where I grew up and within my family, okay, they always said, hey, Jürgen, you know, you, you really have to work on your talents and, and make them grow, okay? You know, think about the, the parable of the talents and, you know, how to, to use the talents and, and things like that. It's not by, quote-unquote, not doing with it and, quote-unquote, like burying them under the ground, you know, that it, you know that's going to make you, you know, flourish. So those things together really make me think and, you know, Okay, so my strengths, what, what are my strengths? Okay. And so there's many different ways that you can find out what strengths are. Okay. I mean, you could, you know, you could take, you know, as assessment, you know, you could go to Clifton Strengths Finder, but you could go to values in action. I mean, which is a, like a, 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 you know, a different uh, form or a different dialect of it. And that will actually give you like indications of, you know, quote unquote, what your strengths are. But I would say the easiest way to find out is through conversations, mm. okay? Because as you are talking or, you know, you listen to me talk, I'm sure you can, you know, pinpoint areas that you say, oh, my well, Jürgen must be, you know, pretty good at this or at that, okay? Because that's the way he talks, that's the way he does things, that's the way he addresses things, you know, etc. And vice versa, okay? If I, you know, were to listen to you and you tell me about something or ask you to tell me a story, I could probably say, oh, KTN, she must be, you know, strong at this or at that. Or So that is probably, I would say, the easiest way, okay? It's like, you know, listening to conversations and see, you know, what are the things that, you know, really surfaced, Okay. So that that's I think that's an important one. A second thing you could do is actually write down what are the things that give you energy. Hmm. What do you love doing? Okay. What are the things that really that you love to do? And what are the things that drain your energy? So if you know those, that's probably like a good indication, okay, as to what are your strengths. And then, you know, some people don't like the word weakness, but, you know, what are the things that, you know, you're not as strong at? And then, you know, see what what, what does that tell you about you, okay? Mm. And then basically, you know, to come back to your question, is communication part of my strengths? Well, when you look at it in, in Gallup Strengths Finder, it is not, okay? But that also tells you something about, you know, I can use my strengths in my communication. Because if you look at what I am, okay, you know, I'm an ideation person, you know, I'm a futuristic person, you know, it's the love of learning, it's the it's the strategic view, it's the the achiever, it's the maximizer. So in my communication, 
you know, I'll use those things, okay? I'll, you know, I'll be forward-looking. I will look into the future. I'll see possibilities as opposed to difficulties, okay? I'll see options as opposed to, you know, things that will draw me back. Being a maximizer, I'm the person that really wants to take something and work really hard on it. So you'll find that in my communication. Fascinating. That is just fascinating. I love how you pull this together about how to find our strengths, that we can we can take these tests, but we can also, I loved your idea of doing lists of things that drain you and things that give you energy. So you can start to kind of compare those back to back and see where you, where you fall in. As you started to understand your own strengths, how did that shape your career? Was one of your career pivots understanding these strengths? Well, Katie, um, it is to some extent, but also it gave me insight in why I have been doing the things I have been doing. <laughs> yeah, so because, you know, at one moment in time when you start to realize those things and then you look back and say, you know, Jürgen, what have you been doing the last 15 years? And I say, oh, I've done that. And then I moved to this and then we did that. And so, and then I say, all right, now it all makes sense. Okay. And then the other thing that it allowed me to do is, and, and that for me was a very important one, okay, is to understand what are the areas that I should stay away from? Mm. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not the quote unquote detailed person. Okay, I'm I'm the big picture person, the vision person. I you know, think strategy and think options. Okay, so uh, but sometimes you have to do detailed stuff. Okay, when you write something, when you do an analysis, when you know all those things. So what it allowed me to do is one understand that it is not one of my top strengths. So quote unquote, don't focus on that. But also, so don't get frustrated because it's draining energy. But also, then the next step is okay. What's my strategy to avoid, you know, being frustrated if I still need to do these things? So that's when I started, you know, creating mechanisms for myself, you know, to avoid, you know, or, you know, having a system in place, okay, to help me cope with what I think are dreadful things, okay, or energy drainers. Other people, they would love to do that, okay? I mean, I, I got friends, they love to jump into, like, 76 tap excel with you know thousands of lines of data and you know that's good for them but it's not exactly what i'm looking for okay so but it really was like finding the explanation for doing the things that i've been doing and capitalize on that and secondly also you know putting in perspective the things that i don't per se like to do and then not per se are very good at and make sure that i i have a quote-unquote strategy either by using or by working with people that do have that strength or by setting, setting up a mechanism that, you know, allows me to, quote, unquote, like automate it and not having to, you know, think I'm frustrated about it. Interesting. I, I also, I never thought about it this way, but you're also saying find the things that you, that drain you, those weaknesses, you can say that, or those things that just don't bring out your strengths and either automate delegate, pass off, but tap in. Is that what you're saying, right? Is find those those parts that that are going to drain you and take that away so you can focus on your strengths and grow, right? Exactly, Katie. I mean, so when I grew up, okay, I, I went to a school and they said, oh, you know, you have to be the homo universalis, okay? You need to be good at everything and anything. 
And so, you know, they were like, you know, really putting into, oh, you have to practice and, you know, practice makes perfect and, you know, perfect practice, you know. So I said, mm, I don't think so. I mean, there is, there are certain things that whatever I will do, I will never become the expert, okay? I will never become, you know, excellent at it. I won't excel at this. So why even spend energy on that? So there are sort of like have a fallback strategy that says, okay, you know, make sure it is not a blind spot for you. Make sure that you don't, you know, trap into the pitfall, but don't try to excel, you know, at those things that are not part of your, you know, real strengths, okay? That is fascinating because I think society is so much, you go to school and you're you're required to take general education and take a broad and be good and and get a high score and everything. And I, you just gave me permission to, to let that societal view go and be like, okay, I don't need to do that anymore, but to, to maximize that, what I'm really good at. Right. Yes, exactly. Katie. I mean, by doing that, you know, I found a lot of, a lot of energy and also a lot of joy. Okay. Because, you know, focusing on the things that, you know, really are within your strengths you know, let you prosper, let you flourish, okay? Because these are the things that give you energy that, you know, you're good at and, and that, you know, make you thrive. So, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the point, okay? Allow yourself not to be the master in every single, you know, little detail of life. That gives me a lot of joy and a lot of release and a lot of moments that that's beautiful and I'm so glad you just gave me permission to to tap into my strengths and then figure out a way to either automate or get help on on the parts that maybe are are more of my draining or or weakness however you want to say that is this what you do with teams when you come in because I know you you coach businesses a lot you coach teams and the effectiveness of teams is this what you do do you come in and help people understand their strengths and weaknesses and kind of reorganize and delegate yeah, Katie Ann, that, that is something that, you know, I think is really important and that, you know, really, you know, brought that insight brought a lot of value for me as a person and as a leader of an organization. So, I mean, very often you see, you know, including myself, okay, you know, you, you recruit a team and you, you recruit people that are sort of like mini-me's, okay? <laughs> I, want, I want them all to be the same as, as I am because I know, how that works and you know that feels comfortable you know and all those things but that also means that not only do we multiply the strengths of that team but you also multiply the blind spots of the team mm -hmm. because if we're all good at the same thing and we all have the same quote unquote like blind spots that means that if i got a team of you know say 15, 20 people, regardless of the number of people, okay? If if I all recruit them as like mini-me's, that people that thrive the same way as I do, then it means that, yeah, you've got a lot of strengths, but also you've got a lot of blind spots there, okay? So one of the things that I really find, you know, very interesting and I'm really passionate about is as you work with teams, how heterogeneous are those teams? How diverse are those teams? Okay, and and as a an individual within the team, it's very interesting to understand what are your personal strengths and maybe your blind spots, but also how does it work with my colleagues? Where are their blind spots and where are their strengths? And you know, I'm gonna bet with you in, in you know if 
if the team really is like diverse, they, they won't be the same. And they shouldn't. And I would hope they aren't, okay? But then you can lay out the map and say, okay, so let's inventorize what are our strengths, okay? And let's put it on the grid. Let's put it on the map and see what are our strengths? What are your strengths? What are mine, okay? And what are my blind spots? And what are your blind spots? And so how can we see where as a team we complement each other? And as a team, where do we have a risk, you know, like a single point of failure, because maybe we haven't covered, you know, certain elements that we need within our team, but, you know, none of us has it as part of their natural strengths. And so I always sort of like, you know, blatantly call it like my user manual. And it's not to, it's not to, you know, hide behind and say, oh, I can't do this because you know, it's not part of my user manual. But it's like in all transparency, share, you know, what are the things I'm good at? And maybe what are the things I'm not so good at, okay? It's not that I don't want to help and, you know, jump in. But if we can all work on the things that we are rather strong at, okay, that's going to help us as a team. But we also have to make sure that we cover the areas where, as a team, we may not be at our strongest, okay? And we may have some blind spots. So I, I find that, you know, tremendously interesting to see, you know, how things, that insight come to a different modus operandi, okay? Come to a different way of working, you know, and really become much more complementary, you know, and, and like heterogeneous and, and diverse and inclusive. That is fascinating and, and so insightful. I'm thinking about my team at work. And I think just even knowing that, of knowing where our blind spots are and where our strengths are, that would be so helpful because in those blind spots, we could get help or we could we could buy a certain product that could help us in those areas or just knowing it would would have us schedule extra meetings to work on that together because it's something that was more of a blind spot that's fascinating to me so i just want to make sure i understand this the first step is understanding yourself and your own strengths and blind spots correct correct yes and then yes. going to the team and doing that on a team level correct correct so, yeah, start with yourself first and then start with the environment, okay? You know, can be a team, can be a sports team, can be a family, okay? Yeah, I mean, family could be any... team, that's so true, yes. Exactly, yeah. Fascinating. So you start with yourself, then in the environment, whichever that may be, whether that's a professional, whether that's personal, right? Yes, yes, Katie. Fascinating. Jürgen, you are such a joy. We have gleaned so much information from you and we just want you to keep talking for like five more hours. Try <laughs> <laughs> and stop me. we <laughs> wrapping up our podcast, I want to ask you a question that we always ask everyone on our podcast. I'm very fascinated to see what you're going to say with this answer. And what that is, what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? Yeah. Well, Katie Ann, that, that is a very interesting question. And um, if you would allow me, okay, I, I'm going to give like a, a different angle to that as well. Because, you know, I don't know, maybe it is with, you know, my evolution in my life, but, but, but I also start thinking not only of looking back and see what my, what advice I would give my younger self, but it's also thinking about what advice would I give my older self? Mm. Because that is the path that is, you know, still ahead of us sort of thing, okay? So, but that is just like a, a, an in-between bracket. So, so 
when my kids, you know, grew up, we we took them to the seaside, and you know, here in Belgium, you know, it's the North Sea, so it's a it's a rather you know it's a rather cold area, you know, and there's a lot of wind, so you know, and one of the favorite toys they had was kites, okay, and so they they would go with kites, you know, on the beach even in winter time, okay. And then they would, you know, let the kites go up. And so at one moment in time, you know, my son, you know, asked me like that. I mean, how does that work, that kite? I mean, how come that, you know, I'm here stationary on the beach, okay? And and I throw that thing in the air and then, you know, and all of a sudden it starts to fly. So I gave it a thought for a few minutes. I said, well, okay, well, basically it's pure aerodynamics, isn't it? I mean, remember, I'm an engineer, okay? So... <laughs> It's the wind, you know, going over, you know, the wing, if you wish. And because of that, it creates lift and the kite goes up. So I said, okay, so the kite can't fly without the adversity of the wind. And the more adversity of the wind, the higher the kite goes. Okay. So then I start thinking about that and said, okay, what does that mean in my personal life? So the higher you want to fly, the more wind you will need. So the higher you want to go, the the more you want to try, the more adversity you need. So that's where I say, okay, if there is one piece of advice, I would say to my younger self, get that insight with you. Take it with you, okay? Don't be afraid of the adversity. You know, allow yourself to go you know, against the flow once in a while, because that's where you will take, you know, the elevation and the height that you really want to see for yourself. That is one of the most beautiful answers I've ever heard and gives me a different perspective on adversity and uses that as something beautiful instead of something to be scared with. Jürgen, we are so grateful that you've been with us. And I want to make sure that our podcast listeners, if they want to ask you questions after this podcast, or if they want to have you chat to their team about strengths or their own self, is it best to connect with you on LinkedIn or what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, for sure, Katie. And I would say LinkedIn is, you know, it's a it's a wonderful platform. I, I love it, you know, so feel free to reach out on LinkedIn and, you know, I'll respond, you know, to any questions that come in. You know, you can ask them in, you know, in English, in French, in Dutch, in German or Italian. So have a go at it. We are so grateful we can ask you in just about many different languages, almost all, not Portuguese. That's what I speak. So I'm a little sad, not uh, Portuguese. But I'm sorry. <laughs> For podcast listeners, I'll put the link to his LinkedIn in the show notes. So you'll see those at the bottom so you can click in and find it. Jürgen Heyman, it'll be right there in the show notes. Jürgen, thank you so much. Truly, thank you for being with us today. It was a real pleasure, Katie, and I really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com 
or Utah Money Moms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or Utah Money Moms on Instagram. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.